check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Backbone Musical Podcast, the only podcast you can go to to find two people well out of their prime, think they have a decent opinion in music. Today I am joined by a man who once got kicked out of a Grinspoon mosh pit for sending too many people up to crowd surf, Nathan Custerson. How are you doing? How was that night? How are you feeling right now? I'm much better now than I was that night because I was absolutely tamping, fuming and raging when the, the security chose me. Just because I was the big guy in the middle, throwing everyone over the rails and doing as I do. They were pricks. It's one of those things like when the tall, the bigger you are, the more likely you are to be asked to send somebody up into the crowd. And it's, it's a curse. Like you can see the whole show, which is fantastic. But when you're that tall, unfortunately, you're going to be asked to throw people over as well. It's taken me years, Nick, to, to go back to the pier after that. And thank God they're doing live music again because it was, what, a three-year hiatus in between drinks, I reckon. I'm pretty sure you're the reason why it shut down. Uh, I definitely am. I've never seen somebody get kicked out of a show four or five songs into a set. And it was a magical night if you want me to, if you want to know the rest of the show. But we're in for a big show today. We've got, uh, we've got albums coming through. We've got Marilyn Manson, August Burns Red. We're talking about musical tattoos, what we like, what we don't like, why we don't have any at this stage. Yes. New tours that have been announced. And Nathan, do you want to have a guess of who my spotlight band is this week? I got how many do I get? How many guesses? I'm going to give you one because that's all I got time for. Well, let live on a band anymore. Yes. So I'm going to go every time I die because you froth over. Well, them. usually I go for a local band, and you're, so you'd be absolutely nowhere near. But I've gone for it to Shikari, Nathan. I was <laughs> fucking close. <laughs> Ed to Shikari are the greatest band of all time. Said, Fuck. Uh, Ever since the album come out, I've been absolutely jamming them. They're not a local band. I don't care. My biggest regret in life is losing the A Flash Flooding Colour CD, which I've, I've got the uh, the actual case. you got the cover. A, but a, not li- the fucking... a little bit left to you, Nathan. It's sticking out of that DVD pile, that CD. Oh, and shit. And that is A Flash yeah. Flooding Colour. I have not got the actual CD itself, and I regret it. I've looked online so many times. Every time I go into JB, without fail, I'm talking every single time I go in, I look for this album, and no JB ever... Ever has it? I would ne- I would go to Sanity, but I don't want to pay seventy eight dollars. There's a DVD in there. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. He, I just he's just he just found it, opened it up, and fixed his dinner. There's a DVD yeah. explaining, which is a fantastic DVD itself. Um, I I just wanted to get my love out for them. How good is this band? Constellations is probably my favorite song right now. Well, I think you've lost the plot, but <laughs> not in the way that I don't like Ender Shikari because I love them as well. But um, I think you have lost the plot. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what you're doing with that CD. I think you're like me, like. Once you listen to something, you, you you put it in a different album cover, then it'll just get lost. And from there, you, you're fucked. You're going to have to order it online, mate. You're going to have to go to... I need it. I, like It's one of those things. Like, I, and I can I can just hook up my phone to my car and you know, play it through my it's phone. It's not the same. But it just doesn't have that same feeling to you it. You need and, the album but itself. I know I've been lazy. I've gone for a big band for my spotlight. That's Nathan, fine. you've decided to take the reins here. You've decided to step up to the plate. I have. And give us a spotlight band. I want you to explain to me what you are doing right now. Nathan, steal my job. Do this for me. Well... As Nick said, I, I'm actually stepping up to the plate for once. Done a little bit of research for once, Nick. About so, time. Uh, I'm bringing something to the show. But um, a local band, as we like to do in our spotlight, they're yes. called Easy Life. They are Sydney boys and they are doing good things. I, I don't know how or why, but all over, I think, your Facebook and probably yeah. all our friends' Facebooks, this band has been just absolutely fucking blasted. Like, every, like they're everywhere. They're being sponsored big time. They're getting pushed. 
They are signed by Unified or UNFD, as we, we call them. And that's a big deal, Nick Brown. So these guys are doing things. They remind me of when... Uh, it reminds me a bit when Wage War was um, getting promoted a lot through my Facebook before they... Uh, it's good, though. I like that they do Before they make them suffer tour. And it was like, why are, they, why are they getting promoted so much? And you find out. These guys are... I think they're on a tour, aren't they? Isn't that why? They, that must be the reason why they're being promoted. Yeah, with Endless Heights. So they're doing that and they're jumping on... I'm pretty sure they're playing with Northlane on their... Tour up in Sydney. Up in Sydney, wow! And they're one of the supports there. That's so a lovely get to. You know how they've done that with Northlane, like they got a, a local support. For, yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Thorn, Thornhill are playing in Melbourne, which is really good. I think they might be the Sydney one. I can't confirm that, but that'd be a good thing for them because these blokes are good. Do we have a song? Do we have a, an album? An EP? What are the, what are they dealing with right now? These guys, they've lost the plot, Nick. They um, the the EP looks sensational. Actually, uh, I'm a big fan of the thing. They've got a guy standing there with a rose over his chest. Oh, it sounds no. pretty gay, mate. Yep. Don't. <laughs> Give me that. So, what's it called? It's called There Can't Be This Much Water in the Sky, which shits me to tears. I'm going to go hard on that. Off, off, to, a, off to a great start. That, that, I did. Like, it's too long. It's a bit whiny. It's a bit, bit annoying. But I'll get past that. These blokes... They've come out hard. So the the actual spotlight single, they've got a they've got a video to it. It's called I'm Fading Away. And um these blokes do a lot of good things, Nick. They they've got a really good guitarist. This song I'm Fading Away, it's it starts with a really good riff and I've had this riff stuck in my head since I've listened to it. It's just it's a really catchy catchy riff and I, I think he writes the songs cuz the the bulk of their their songs that they've got on the they've got a four song EP by the way. Um it's predominantly I can tell that the guitarist has written him. He's really, really good, and they got a few different kind of vibes. What kind? How big are these guys? Because I like you know, as as I said, we haven't heard about them until this week. Are they yeah. are they sporting a big kind of following at the moment, or I, what? I don't think they are. Looking like on Facebook, they've only got one point six thousand likes, like <laughs> sixteen hundred likes, and they're signed, <laughs> and they're they're doing all this shit on Facebook. So I don't know. It's an interesting dick they're sucking, but they are, they're doing something right, Nick. That's they exactly are. it. Like it's funny when bands like this kind of get signed at such a uh, an early stage in their careers. Like when Hallians, I remember when Hallians got signed, they were like three, four thousand likes, and it was like really strange. To be fair, they're not that much more Hallians right now. For some reason, they just they have just it, can't translate. They can have they? It blown can't get, up, and huh. they have a lo- very loyal following. But they do that. Yeah. Um, what do you, in terms of sound, what are these guys going for? What are these guys sounding like for anybody who hasn't heard them? Um, what are you kind of recommending? It's funny that you say Hallians because there's definitely got a Hallians vibe with the, the way the guy screams. Oh, and um, actually, one of the songs, like the, the previous three, so the last song on the album is called I'll Leave You Behind, and it actually has a massive While She Sleeps vibe. And oh, I like it. I did. I showed you this. Yeah, and you, it was good. You actually, you're like, who, who are these guys? I'm like, man, this is the fucking band i told you to listen to well so i heard the song you told me to listen to that's true you did song. i'm fading away and the, the guy's cleans they're hit and miss but yeah they're not to the point where i just tear shreds off him yeah that exactly makes sense. yeah they're kind so, of in that you can bear with it if the song structured around it is good enough and i think these guys have a like there's something about them i in the, the four songs that i've listened to there's enough there for me to say i reckon they're going to be a good band and like i'm actually a bit annoyed that they're not on Unify or like Invasion Fest because that'd be a reason that I'd, I'd love to see them live. So, they, you know, you said While She Sleeps vibe. Are they going for, are they heavy? Are they, you know, are they old school heavy, new school heavy? Are they like death metal? Like, you no, know, no, While She like Sleeps that. have a few moments of everything. So it's They quite, do. That's true. That's very, very true, Nick, the way you've, you've said that. So are they kind of bouncy, jump, uh, you know, mosh pity? Are they going to, are the circle pits going to be running around fucking stages? No, or what? They're, they're kind of a chill, chill kind of band. Like okay. They're, they're, they're not... Like they scream, they got clean vocals, they got parts. Like to be honest, they're a very, very basic music band, Nick. Like okay. I, I actually 
listening to them. Like the drumming's very, very basic. There's not a lot of moments where you're going to go, oh shit, like he's really, really, really good. Does his job, but like same with the guitar. Like there's nothing there that like is over the top, if that makes sense. Like it's pretty simple and like uh, they're a little bit amateurish the way they play. Like Ooh. I know, I, I know saying that, that but um, I showed a, a mate at work them and he said, oh, they're a bit amateurish, but I'm like, okay. Ooh. I don't think they are. Like I, the way they present themselves, though, like this album cover with the rose over the heart and like the the yeah you, the, the title the long song title long like, al- EP title sorry they're yeah. kind of amity elements I'll give them but musically I think they're better yeah uh, like for the one song you like this the song that I heard and the song you showed me before which is what, I, the, the route that I hope they go yeah well that was really good it just it might sound like you know straight away I heard a while she sleeps vibe that was like really yeah. really apparent really early screamer initially sounded like while she sleeps and, and then like and then when he started saying things in more of an because they're Aussie they're, they're Sydney boys yep uh, once he started screaming in like I'm pronouncing words like an Aussie would. He started sounding like Halliards. He did. So it's kind of like, you know, he's, and both are fantastic vocalists. So there's there's a lot of promise for this band. Do you think, what kind of band could you see them touring with? Do you reckon they, could you see them going with like a, I don't know, like an in-house way? Could you see them going with like a hands, hands like houses? Like what kind of vibe are we giving here? They could go either way with that. Okay. In-house wake especially. Hands like houses, especially. I could see them jumping on board with Polaris too. Like they're not oh, as good as they're not as good as Polaris, but hard to do. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like that kind of vibe. Like they're obviously new boys. They're coming up, up and coming. Sixteen hundred likes. They're only going to get bigger. But yeah, bit disappointed they're not playing Unify, Nick. I, like especially being a UNFD band. Like I would have thought they would have been perfect. Like album yeah. well, EP just come out late late in the year, a couple of months before Unify. But you can't win them all. Yeah, well, it sounds like you know, I've I've listened to a couple of two of the four. I've, yes, I definitely have. will be listening to the other two. I'm ex- I'm always excited for new bands, especially when they're young. I like getting I like getting them really early because yeah. then because then once they blow up, you could be you could be that asshole who goes, oh, I I was liking them before they got big, and that's so fun. true. Um, we'll You've done on. that a lot. We've got tours. Um, in Hearts Wake coming in with a regional tour. They are. Um, it's called, I can't remember what the fuck the tour is called. I don't really care because it's In Hearts Wake. They're <laughs> touring true. with uh, Young Lions. It's like, a, it's some kind of Aussie quote line or something like that, That what the tour is called. Nick, before you finish. Oh no. Next week or the next show we do, I'm going to do a review of Ark because I know we both haven't listened to it yet. I'm going to do that for us. Really? I'm going to do that for You're us. You're going to take okay? that bullet for us. I'm going to take the bullet for us. You're all right? a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any interest in this? You know, they are playing Chelsea High, so it does it does lead you to believe that their tickets would probably be 40, 50 bucks. So there is, you know, you could say that that might be more reason, only 20 minutes away from us. Is any chance of you going or do you really not care? I saw a mate posting today saying that he's got tickets for this show. Yeah, and I was, like, I, I was like, don't you want to go see decent music? Like, it was kind of... <laughs> you know, I know, like, I, he's, a big, <laughs> he's a big fan of Young Lions, so I can yeah. give away... I, yeah, I can give him that bit. But yeah, any, any interest here? Speak to me after I listen to Ark and do the review. <laughs> because at the moment, there's not a lot. Like, they missed the boat. Like, I've, I've spoken about it before. <laughs> Ark missed the boat, didn't No, they? not that, you <laughs> jerk. No, I'm talking, like, them as a band. Like, they had they recorded those two albums, What, over in America in the space of a couple of months, and they released them over three years. Oh, and- they should call them In, in Ark's Wake. Could you imagine that? That should be their top. Like that should have been their album title. And like in art school, oh, I'm a genius. I swear to God, I'm a you genius. You should write to him. I, I, after the Luke Skywalker debacle, after the you uh, should you after, deserve royalties on that. After that bullshit trap that they combined their two out. Al- not even gonna get into. I'm very angry you, still at that. He's ropeable. Um, we will move on. But Parkway Drive, yes, on the uh, on the bigger front, on the decent Big music, news, on the decent music front, have announced a 
tour basically to go inside with their unified headlining performance. They are touring with not just any band, Nathan. No, our <laughs> our favourites in Polaris. That we we suck their cock regularly, and these guys they are just. Well, they're only three weeks away, Nick. Four weeks away from their album dropping. So, like, the scenes at the moment, they they are just they are red hot. Like they, these blokes, people are going to go to see Polaris. Like, obviously, Parkway doing the the Decade of Horizons, which is absolutely sensational. That's sick. I'm so happy that they're doing it. Yeah. But um, getting Polaris, like that'd be a dream come true for Polaris. What do you as a band? What do you think with Parkway? Yeah, definitely with Polaris, they would absolutely like. I, you know, when you become a band, when you're and when you're in it for so long, you start setting yourself goals. And I feel like playing with Parkway play Drive, with Parkway would be one, for especially sure. as like a main support, which it looks like they're going to be. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty damn cool. Do you think that Parkway could do? You know, they're doing Ten Years of Horizons. Do you think there's any other album of Parkway they could do a Ten Years? Obviously, it can't be anything previous to that. Do you think Deep Blue could get that kind of treatment? Definitely or Deep Blue. At, I don't think Atlas could. I don't think Atlas was up to that level and, and I uh, you know, I is obviously never going to get played again um, <laughs> you hate that album. no I don't I don't necessarily hate it but they're Five ne- Finger Death Punch style they're never going to they're never going to come back and be like we're going to play Iron Fall and be, everyone will be like shut nah, they're, up, get they're, the fuck off stage they're the two they're the two you reckon Deep Blue Horizons and Deep Blue yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're the two that kind of like well, particularly Horizons like you look at the the songs that are off that it's massive so like coming back and playing that a decade of that's Imagine the pits. Like the pits are going to be absolutely fucking. They're going to be frothing. Yeah, it's it's a perfect kind of thing for any um any Parkway Drive fan who doesn't want to brave the weekend of Unify to see that. Uh, they'll play they'll play a longer set. They will play. I'm you know they will play classics, of course. Yeah. Uh, where I think Unify, they'll probably only have time for their album and maybe three to three four. Or four songs, yeah, yeah. Like the, for this one, they'll be playing. I reckon maybe another six to eight. Or, you know, kind of eight thing. to ten. I reckon. Well, yeah, hopefully. Like I'd love to see them play that many. Uh. Yo, excitement there. Are you interested in going? Yeah, uh, for sure. Because I think it's um, I think it's really smart booking on the sense that, and I, you know, you got a big question to ask about this, but with Unify releasing their lineup, selling it out, and then announcing the tour, what do you think about that? Do you think it's a smart deal or what? Smart by Unify. Yeah. Very, very smart by Unify, but I don't know. I reckon it might have affected their sales. Like, it sold out quickly. Like, it was going to sell out, but... um. Announcing this after the fact, like a lot of people would have bought tickets to Unify for this reason, like yep. the decade of Do you think people Horizons. sell? I don't think so. Nah. So I, I, I don't think so. Has any, has any of the Parkway shows sold out? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I, don't I couldn't, couldn't tell you yet. I, I hope not because um, pretty sure, was it yesterday they went on sale? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, it was yesterday. Recently. Yeah. It was very recently. So I, I don't think they would have sold out yet, but definitely got my interest. But I reckon you'd be able to pick up a ticket post Unify pretty easily for this show. Yeah, I, I'm I think it's fantastic by Unify what they've done in terms of announcing the tours afterwards, especially for Very a band smart. who you know, as as we've said in the past with Unify, I, we only think really the three bands are gonna move serious tickets. So yeah. for them for them to uh, announce it once it's all sold out, very smart on their part. Uh, it is a week or two afterwards. I think it's like a week afterwards yeah. their tour starts. So yep. it does give you a bit of time to breathe. It's not on the weekend itself, which I think helps it as well. Obviously, the two Aussie bands sort of can get away with that. Um, this is, I think this is a really nice idea. I, I think it works for everybody. I think real fans will love it. Yeah. And um, yeah, again, to get out of that, you, know, you don't have to brave the weekend to see your favorite band. But a lot of Parkway fans, because they've been going around for so long, obviously they're doing a 10-year album anniversary. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be past that kind of festival point. So yep. this is really good for, I think, for everyone, especially Polaris, because yeah, they could be the biggest huge. winners out of them all because there will be a lot of fans now going to that and you know checking out this main support because they will have another support. There will be three bands or at least, maybe yeah, four. Yeah, you think so. Yep. Uh, and you know, they could hopefully 
gain a few fans out of this. But props to them. Like, I'm going to raise a question to you. Do you yes. think Parkway themselves would have picked Polaris as the band to say, look, we want to tour with these guys. They're the next up and coming big band. We want to put them on the map kind of thing. Like, I'd love to know how they come up with them. I reckon love, it's the booking agents. Yeah, so. I'd love to know how it all kind of works. Like, I'm, I'm sure Parkway would have some kind of say in the terms of, you know, if they were to come out and be like, okay, we're going to try something really different. We're going to put... We're gonna put uh, Ivan Ooze with you, who's, a, yeah. who's an Australian rapper with the greatest song of all time called Fire. Um, I'm sure they would be kind of like, oh, what's going, what's going on here? But I've <laughs> you've just hands on head now for Nathan. <laughs> I had to put my Ivan Ooze reference in, but yeah, I I, I like to think the Parkway would have single handedly picked him because yeah, you know, <sighs> but it's obvious for everyone I think that these guys are kind of the next band that are gonna kind of crack it. Yeah, I think you're right, and um, <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Ooze. Wow, I'm but gonna, yeah, I think you're right. Definitely, I'll with, let you take. I'll let you take the next uh, kind of band announcement for a festival because I fucking struggle with the name all every I'm time. I'm gonna okay, guys <laughs> out there, you, you can correct me, but I'm pretty sure they called Acacia Strain. <laughs> okay, and <laughs> I've labelled them as Crumbs, so they they are now headlining Invasion Fest. These buggers and um. In a bit of a, uh, I know, I know a lot of people were very. They're very excited. They yeah, were, they we, were amped when they saw that announcement, Nick. Personally, well, I don't think we couldn't give two shits. Don't lie. Care. Don't fucking. No, don't I, hide it. I'm not hiding it. I, I really couldn't care. I was a bit. Yeah. I was very disappointed. I was kind of like, they could have gotten a lot of bands. Could have been counterparts, Nick. Could have been counterparts. You know, that would have been beautiful. I, I know Moshpit coordinator was uh was very excited for counterparts. On his knees. On his Brian. knees, sucking yeah. nothing. I guess uh, <laughs> But if, yeah, uh, Acacia Strain. Uh, yeah, we've listened to a few of their songs since then. I've heard a few before it. They just haven't. Uh, they're just not for us. I think. Fuck off, heavy, mate. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. They're just fuck off, heavy. But yep. like, not in the not in the chug heavy and kind of. They're not kind of like. They're not in that knocked loose sworn in Attila yeah, and Mule kind of category. They're just kind of. They're a lot faster. They're a lot of circle pits. Apparently, one time I heard somebody say when they came to Melbourne, they actually had to stop. They had to ask the crowd to calm down because they're getting so fucking round. Jesus. Yeah, like I'm, uh, the the singer had to stop and be like, "We we love that you're going crazy. You're actually going too crazy for this." Settle band. down, Jesus. Yeah, so that's a, that's a big thing. Um, yeah, I I might check him out when when I'm there just because they're the headliners the headline, yeah. and they'll be the last band. Otherwise, I'll just leave. I don't. Care. I don't <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't worry you. I can't look forward to that review. <laughs> uh, concerts coming up. Yes. North Lane, uh, October 20th, a plane Ooh. at 170 Russell. That is not many days away. What are we that's looking like, at? That's a Nine. week and a half. Nine days away as of go, this yeah. recording, eight days as it, once this drops. Um, is there any, do you have any interest in going? What do you think personally? Because they have Error, they have Sworn In, and they have Thornhill playing with them. Thor- Thornhill is a great addition. The other two don't do anything for me, but yep. like, I gave you my ticket earlier in the year, so I missed the like Chelsea, the Chelsea gig, which would have been like, I would have loved to have been there. So personally, like, since Mesmer's been like been released, I haven't actually seen the songs played live yet. So, so there could it's, be some interest in here. There's definitely interest, but I haven't bought a ticket. So I'm sure in the next week I'll be able to if I want. Yeah, uh, as far as I know, it's selling fast. But they say that once it gets over, I think about the 75% mark Pretty usually. Much, yeah. Um. So I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't sleep too many more nights on it. But I don't think they're gonna really. Um, they're gonna sell out beforehand. Uh, as long as you give it about a week before. Uh, what do you think in terms of set list? These guys are gonna be playing. You know, when they played last, I remember telling you they didn't play a hell of a lot of songs. They played about ten or eleven. Yep. Which is fine when you're doing a regional show. Regional shows sometimes are for kind of testing that out and kind of playing different kind of sets. Do you think that they're gonna kind of go a bit heavier on the Mesmer kind of thing? Do you think because it's their absolute headline tour, state to state wise, do you think they're gonna to have to pull out you know a big 15, 16 song set list? 
I don't know. Well, four bands playing like that's a that's a lot. Like, I, if I was a big band, I'd love to have three ideally as on my bill. Yeah. Having four though, like you got to think, Thornhill's going to get at least twenty to twenty five minutes. Yeah, Thornhill had twenty, from what I remember. So they got twenty. The next band's going to have half, half an hour, if not more. Yeah, I'd say with the two internationals, they probably get half one week, half or one week, forty. Get forty. So like, there's an hour or almost an hour and a half to two hours gone, like in your night. So doors open at what, seven? I think they'll get an hour. Could like get a little north. bit more. If, I'd, I'd love to see, if they got an hour and a half set, it'd be ideal. Because they got, like their songs aren't short. They got, yeah, they got I depth think, in their I songs. think they're a perfect band for that kind of in-between hour 15 kind of mark. That'd be I, and perfect. I, feel, I think when Bring Me The Horizon kind of came out in their Sepaternal tour, they played about 70 to 80 minutes. And yep. I think that that was a perfect kind of length for them. They didn't play a hell of a lot of songs. Like, you know, they, played, enough. they played about 13 or so. But I think Northlane, you know, catalog-wise, these guys can do a bit more. They, they can. When, when they came, I, I remember telling you when they played Chelsea Heights, there were so many songs that they didn't play that I was like, oh, wow, they're not playing that. They didn't play... Didn't play Masquerade. They didn't play uh, Scarab. Ooh. They didn't. They didn't play fucking. Uh, what's that? What's the really heavy one? Uh, off Render. Render. Render oh, don't Mes- say that. <laughs> I can guarantee they'll play it this time, uh, Nick. I uh, guarantee. So, but that's it. the thing because they haven't really released a hell of a lot since they released a, a single. But they haven't. Like, there's there's no real hints of what they're playing. They haven't played a show since August, late August, which I think was in Auckland. So they're Shit. not really like they're not giving away too much. So it's a bit scary because I want to buy a ticket, but I'd also like to know what they're playing in like a general scope of what they're playing, as opposed to every. I don't want to know every song, but I want to know like, <laughs> are they going to play some fucking good ones? Because there is there's a bit of room for error with Northlane. There are some songs if they played live, I'd be like, eh, like really going to choose this one? You know what I mean? Like there's some albums when they come out, you're like, if you pick one any of these five songs, they'd be fantastic. Yeah. The other few songs don't really don't fucking worry about them. Yeah, don't hit the mark. I reckon they'll play anywhere. From- from 12 to 15 songs. I like, I like that. I'd be ha- I'd be more than happy with that. Hopefully the, the 15, like if they played 15, it'd be perfect. Yeah. But anything the, like, what was it? 11, 12? At, I think it was 11 or 11, so. So 11 at Chelsea. So you're going to think bigger venue, more people. It is their headline thing. Full headliner, not just so the regional. I'd say there'd be 15 and they'll play, I reckon six off Mesmer. Yep. And then that leaves room for like nine classics off the other three albums. So... Yeah, they don't really play a lot of stuff like pre Marcus. Yeah, so I reckon if they got fifteen, I'd be very happy. Yeah, they they do like they play a few like they, they um, play a couple, but they well they play like disposition. They play like, pre Marcus is uh is still Singularity, which is a huge album, and they it is they you know they got Quantum Flux, they got Dream Awake, uh, they have uh, they got other songs, like Masquerade as well. Off that, those are big songs. Those they are, are those they're, they're, like, they're must plays. Like so it's it, it'll be I'm really excited. They love playing certain songs. I remember um, Marcus once when he, when I asked him what's his favorite songs to play. Uh, he said Masquerade, and uh, there was another song I can't remember what it was, but yep. like, so he does like playing the older stuff, which is really cool. Obviously, means he's a fan as well. Yeah, uh, we'll move on. Uh, Bronx, now if you wanted to kind of touch the on Bronx. these guys, they're playing at the Corner Hotel for, for I think the memory on yes. October twenty sixth. Not just by themselves, with one of the cooler and uh, just headbanging uh, local band from Sydney, Bare Bones. One a band that we really like, and we saw oh. it fantastic at Unify. Nathan's just pressed play on his phone, that dickhead. But that's uh, okay. Spotify. <laughs> that's Spotify. Super, super Spotify. <laughs> but um, they've got a new album out, Nathan. We're not, we can't go too much into it, but no. what, what do we think overall for it? Uh, what, what are they for fans of, for anybody who doesn't know? And are you going to be going to this? Oh, I'd love to go. It's sold out, but it's the oh, si- sixth album, Nick, that they've released. And... Um, the previous four, like the first four, were really highly touted. Like yeah. they're they're a hardcore slash punk band. So yeah, 
They're a really, really hardworking band that hasn't quite ever cracked it to the point where they probably deserve to. So when you say hardcore punk, they're not they're not like on the uh, the kind of the new metalcore kind of range. They're, no. they're nowhere near like that, are they? They're they're just a punk band. So like they're they're a throwback to the eighties, nineties. So like a heavier pennywise or like are we kind of are we in that kind of realm? Uh not really. Okay. Pennywise nah. Just like a heavier version of them or if they kind of went hardcore ish? to me they're just a punk rock band. Like they they okay. they just like they the guy screams like he doesn't scream really like it's not a put off scream it's a really like it's an accessible scream yeah okay if that makes sense so yeah, like no. they'd be a perfect pub band and see like at the co- the corner like if there's one venue in melbourne that they could play it and just go off it's the corner it's just the perfect size yeah the crowd will be just intimate like we saw, I, I saw airborne there you were you the, yeah the, i was there that, that show as they well. they're like that they're high energy yeah they're fucking in your face they got some great riffs and this album, oh, it's a really good album. So it's their sixth album. It's called, they're, they're really cool with what they do with their albums. They actually name them. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. And they do the Greco, you know, like the Roman numerals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's how they, it's easy to remember. Much easier to remember. <laughs> easy to remember. And it's, yeah. But I, if I can scrounge a ticket, I'll definitely go because I'm an idiot for not getting Do you know, do you, like, because they're not, they're not 55 bad to 60, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, that's, that's pretty And pretty that'd small. be worth it. Like and that. Bare Bones as well. You pay, you pay 15 to 20 for Bare Bones alone. Well, their album this year, Bare Bones, was just fucking huge. So yeah. I, I, like, there's a couple of songs off that album I'd love to see live. And we saw them at Unify. And were you there that year? When Bare Bones Bare played? Bare Bones played? That was this year. Was it this year? Yeah, well, there was, you go. It was this year. Buddy. My memory's fucked. Oh. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, guys. But um, <laughs> I don't think they got a, like, Great reception this year, so I'd love to see them with a crowd that's actually. Yeah, I think the the Bronx crowd would actually much more appreciate them. They, yes, they seem like a kind of the fan base, and they they kind of seem like they they work well together. Again, they they've picked a good support band who will work with the fans. Well, that's the, the Bronx. Thing. With the Bronx, they played with Buddy Violent Soho last year, so that like, as a crossover, like that's very it was very interesting when I saw that announced. So yeah. they would be a perfect unifier. Band, I yeah, think. I think we. Uh, I, I think, think that were dark. Being... That were dark horse mentioned for you. Uh, going into the predictions, that would be I, great. I actually thought that was there were. That's a really good shout. That would have been for it because you new album. Have, you like... do have those bands that kind of you need something a little bit different just from your straight kind of those metalcore bands or that pop punk band. You need that in between. Well, they would have been the perfect every time I die slot band oh. for this year. Oh. Well, you know they well, they yeah. were the mix up band last year with Let Live. These guys would have been the perfect. Then they don't play breakdowns. They yeah. they're just fucking straight out punk slash rock slash hardcore. Yeah, like eighty throwback hardcore. Like they're they're big on like the fucking what is it? It's a black flag that kind yeah, of yeah black flag uh, yeah that like they're the, big yeah. big like minor threat like those kind of yeah they're they're, they're they're kind of like the modern version. So hard genre to fucking crack it in. So good on to them. Like they're very very hard working. So. Perfect. Check them out. Seriously. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to a single, uh, first single review. Uh, stick to your guns, Nathan. Uh, this is like, we've, we've been talking about stick to your guns a little bit. Like this isn't like the, the first time single, we've, we've given it. Third single. First time we've talked about them. They've got an album coming out in one day once this gets dropped. Yes. So next episode, we will be reviewing it. Are they releasing too many singles? This is like, as you said, third single. So maybe that's not too many. Uh, what do we think of the song as well? Uh, well, 
The the two previous didn't do a hell of a lot for me, Nick. I'm not going to lie. So that's interesting because I saw somebody on Facebook today or today or yesterday saying like stick to your guns are like they're backed. Is that, is that the kind un, of thing? It's like said? untouchable. Like they, they, untouchable. Is sorry. there any is there anything they can do wrong? Kind of okay, thing. Like yeah. something like a big prey status for someone we know actually as well. Okay. So it's very. Uh, I thought that was interesting, but um, obviously you're not you're not so much on the same page. Well, the thing is, like I, I said it on every, like the the true singles previously, it's different. It's not the same old sound, like specifically vocally. Like it's a little bit different, which is a really good thing. But yep. I haven't, like they haven't hit it out of the park for me yet, like pre-album wise. So I'm hoping there's a few more songs on the album that'll actually win me over a bit more. But like the, the three previous releases, this song's called The Reach For Me. And it's actually got a little thing in brackets, The Forgiveness of Self. So it's a very long title track, Ugh. which shits me. Yep. But um, Always a good start. <laughs> <laughs> These guys, they they have the ability to like, just do something really good, and this doesn't do that much for me. But are you, are I'm you, still gonna check it out. Are you worried? Are you like you know? Because I, when you like a band, like I, I have this all the time. I some bands I get nervous for, and some bands I get excited for. Yeah, you know when you have those bands, you're not sh- you're not sure where they're gonna go with it. Whereas some bands, you go and you're like, I can't wait for any new music because you know they're gonna knock it out. Yeah. Uh, stick to your guns, a band you kind of get a bit worried about, or. Well, I'm not like coming into it like with Stick to Your Guns. I'm not the biggest, hugest fan of them. So like you are in this show, you're the biggest Stick to Your well, Guns out of fan us here. Too, <laughs> out of us two, I am. But like, I'm not a diehard like these people that probably the one that we talk about on Facebook today are. Yeah. So like, I, I stumbled across them as like a a day to remember kind of like alternative, alternative. Like, like a heavy, yeah. punkier, heavier version. So like the the first album that I heard, it was really, really good, but. I haven't had a lot of things different since. So like they haven't really expanded on it or gotten better at what they do. Like they're, they're very good at what they do, but like as a, if you're getting compared to a day to remember, yeah, you'd think there's a couple of singles off each album that are going to get like big views on like a video or like spread around and word of mouth kind of thing. But they haven't really blown up to the point where they probably should have, in my opinion, that, like Jesse Barnett, the singer, like he produces, he's got a great voice. Sounds like the Ghost Inside singer. Oh no. As you say. But oh, um no. Oh no. I don't know, there's just something missing, Nick. Dave. Oh, go on. I've just What I've have just, you found? I've just like you you reminded me because we we're talking a bit more before about a parkway with horizons doing a ten year. Oh shit. And then we were go. just talking about a day you remember. Yep. Now Unify two thousand eighteen. Oh god, here we go. How many? You you go over to Unify two thousand and nineteen. Home six ten year anniversary. Oh God! Oh fuck! Just on that alone, like because you brought up a day to remember, it just for some reason it set me that path, and I just had a quick thing That's on my good. phone. February second, two thousand and nine. Do you think there's any? Would there be any possibility for that year to then play a ten year anniversary of, that, of Homesick? If they came out to do a ten year anniversary, I don't think they'd do it at Unify. But they do it. They do a subsequent tour, of course. Oh, uh, true. That's true. They, every every international will. That's true. They'd probably probably play um festival hall then coming out to Uniform. Tarwin Lower. <laughs> to Tarwin Lower. <laughs> it'd be a big it'd be a big Imagine draw. That. I tell you that much. But uh, so, oh, that'd sell it out alone on that. That that would like I'd go see it like that. Coming into listening to heavy music, that was one of the transition albums for me. Yeah. I, bought, I bought the friggin' Doco slash. Oh, it pisses me off. Still pisses to you this off. Day. <laughs> well, I was. Big. I remember when we first started buying albums. I was always big on trying to get a DVD slash CD. So like, always get the yeah, best for your buck, best yeah, buy for your buck, best right value. Me. And um, 
But yeah, that that album's a fucking cracker. Any, uh, anything that was under twenty bucks as well. Yeah, oh if, shit. If, yeah, it was, it was anti. If, if it wasn't nineteen ninety nine, if it was twenty one ninety nine, you'd be like, fuck off. I remember every Parkway album at JB used to be always twenty two ninety nine, Like these were like this was like for Horizons and fucking yeah. Killing, Killing with a Smile. And I'm Back thinking, in 09. I'm thinking, What's put, going on? Put them in the fucking ten dollar <laughs> bin where they deserve to be. You idiots, bastards. <laughs> you'd be shitty with me. I bought nothing more for twenty one dollars oh, ninety nine. Fucking idiot. <laughs> we'll move on. I Actually. Something I want to bring up, now. Go. I, I think talking about data remembers a, f- a funny one because yes. this probably a big, uh, you know, a big thing about these guys. Data remember fans have a lot of tattoos of them. You know, they like they like to show their support, lyrics, artwork. Uh, they have a lot of fans who get decide mm. to ink their bodies with uh, a data remember stuff. I want to talk about tattoos and bands in general today because I think that it's a really interesting thing because it's Good such topic. a hard thing to do for me at least we we are two guys i've got two tattoos one on each ass cheek right now so i'm not exactly getting in in places and like it'll mass- be three after this weekend yeah exactly <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where like i'm not getting them in places where like people can see it visibly or yes. it's only for people who just want to have a laugh kind of yeah thing. yeah 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 or when i have a shower and uh <laughs> if i ever ha- if You're i reminiscing ever- of the um- and if i ever have sex again <laughs> <That's> um- <true. laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, kind of, with with with, um, with band tattoos. Um, what do you? What's your first thoughts when you see people with it? Do you think it's like that's real, real dedication? Do yeah, you think, die do, hard. Do, yeah. Do you also think like, oh, you're gonna regret that because, like, how many times? Oh, I know personally, and I know you'd be exactly the same. Yep. There's been times where you think you would get a certain tattoo and you didn't get it, and because we obviously haven't. Yep. And now you look at it, you go, thank. Fuck, I didn't, didn't get do that yet. tattoo. Do oh, you have that kind of thing? Oh, shit, yeah. Like, and especially with music, like, because, like, obviously, as you just said, we, we're not big on tattoos. Like, there's nothing against tattoos. Like, I, I reckon they look cool and, and all that stuff. But, like, oh, I, I remember when I was fangirling over Rise Against Nick in high school, as I did, yep. and they're still high on my list. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Rise Against, they fucking... Love Rise Against. They have a re- they're one of the bands with a really cool logo. Like yeah, they got they, they got the love heart and the, the grenade thing, and it's just sick. Like it, it's it's really cool. But I remember, yeah. so like back in the early days or late days of high school, like you'd, you'd see people with their sleeves, and you'd be like, oh fucking, what, what could I get to be a sleeve? Like yeah, because like I remember watching wrestling growing up. You see the tribal fucking sleeves, and I'm like, oh fuck. I, yeah, I used to want the Goldberg one around. No, my no. Set. Like, I was just like, I was like, <laughs> that. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like the Brahma bull with the rock. On yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, that's oh, fucking God. sick. So I'm like, all right, what's a unique one that I could get? So like, besides a family crest, or like, if I have a kid, like, I might get a, a kid's tattoo. Like, that's sentimental. Like, yeah. value to yourself. But like you but say, when you're talking about bands. When you're talking about bands, Rise Against with the one Nick that I was like. So you I, want- I, I designed my own Rise Against Tattoo back in high school. <laughs> there you school. go. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think that's the kind of commitment you need before you even... And you didn't get it. Thank God I didn't exactly. get it. Exactly. Which is what we're talking about. That's exactly it. You want to know my one? Yeah, now, well, go on. This is, is it a- the offspring? No, it's not. Are you, I remember is that. Is it embarrassing? Oh, it's embarrassing. Oh, it's not really... Great. I don't okay. think it's embarrassing. Okay. Right. It is embarrassing, 100%. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, right. A7X I with the re- skull. I really used to like Avenged Sevenfold back in the day. Um, Man, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, I still, I still think they're a decent band. They are, but uh, when one of their members and uh, they every time I say a member of Avenged Sevenfold, it always makes me laugh because this, so, it's almost like they're taking the piss. Zachy Vengeance, that's the name. 
Oh, God. Zaki Vengeance. Oh, no. Uh, used to have a tattoo now. He used to have, like a soccer jersey, he would have Vengeance on across his, his back. Shoulders. Uh, yeah. yeah, across his shoulders, and he'd have the massive number seven. Yeah. And for whatever reason, back in the day, it wouldn't you wanted it the in thing there. is, it wouldn't have even shown any support for the band. I just wanted N Brown. I wanted N Brown seven on the back of it. Exactly the same. Wow. And it doesn't even show support. So maybe that's Bright why red? I want it. Bright red. Bright I wanted, red as well. I wanted it exactly the same. And I'm very glad I didn't get that. Other ones I and like I think there's a lot of bands where like if I was to see anybody with a tattoo of them, I would be like, that's fucking dumb. That's <laughs> what dumb. are you doing with your life? Like, you know, like yeah. there's some bands that just don't age well. I remember there is a guy who got a limp biscuit, the full album artwork of Significant Other, which is the big purple one for anybody who doesn't know. Um <laughs> And he got that, and he got that in like 2008. So it wasn't even like at the height of Luke Biscuit. He got Jesus. it. He got it well after. You got it. When you get a band tattoo, I feel like you need to get bands who are going to age better than Limp Biscuit. It's like people getting the it tattoo. The, exactly. the Pennywise. What, what, what are they doing? Exa like, like in two years' time. Who, who's going to give a shit about Pennywise? Oh, and like, are there any bands that you think that, like, if you were to look at, I know Amity. If somebody gets, oh. if somebody has an Amity tattoo, I automatically think that they have a shit taste in music. It's true that and they he does. Um, I day to remember, I love them, but yep. I, I don't. I think it'd be very dumb for anybody to mark themselves with a day to remember tattoo. Say, so I like little ones like the Bring Me to Rise, and I, I saw, I've seen someone recently with a Bring Me to Rise, and that's a spirit umbrella thing. That they have that's, that's alright That's not too bad Because yeah. you can get away with that And yeah. you're like It's not um, Yeah they'll see the umbrella And be like Oh okay Yeah like only if you're yeah. a fan That's the only reason yeah. You'd know you're about it So that's okay But I think like Having massive pieces That like basically Say the band's name I think it's really dumb Yep Personally uh, Is there any lyrics That you would go for Is there any Like in terms of What you could go for In the future Is there anything in particular That you would think of Oh <sighs> Because I have, like, I personally, well, there's bands like uh, Deftones. Deftones are a yep. band who have aged incredibly well. Oh, like, shit, yeah, and, and like, they will. And they, in they, 20 years, people will still would, be talking yeah, about uh, yeah. I would love to get the White Pony thing. I'd like to get the White Pony logo, the just the um the trace of it, yep. basically the outline of it, which would be really cool. That'd be sick. Um, like, I could get the Deftones in their logo, but I kind of want, I want something a bit more, like, kind of, to the album itself, if I wanted that. Oh, that'd be sick. Uh, I think every time I die, a band who would never, I, like, personally, I could be wrong here, I don't think they're ever going to be shit. So yeah. I think like, I could get uh, an ETID kind of tattoo. I sick. could get a lyric saying, I don't want to join your stupid cult anyway. <laughs> well, that'd be mine for sure. <laughs> or just the word Imagine werewolf. that if we go to Indiana. Or just werewolf with a cowbell next to it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. My God. Like, uh, what about while she sleeps? That'd probably be the band for me. Well, I remember I, re I was really thinking I'd get a let live tattoo at some stage. Oh, jeez. That was didn't... exactly. That's exactly my point. Uh, there was, yeah. you know, li lyrics. There was, uh, yeah, I thought maybe the LL thing that they do. If I'm the devil. If I'm the devil, like there's, there's a lot of things I could have done there, which I'm obviously very glad. That, that's the fucking annoying thing. Could you imagine getting a tattoo and then your band breaking up two oh. months later? You'd be like, I know, like they'd probably say, oh, it doesn't matter. I still love them. It's like, no, that's obviously you're, you're a bit fucking pissy at that. That's so true, and especially with this scene, like the the kind of core music bands. Like I, I think. Like your window is so short with this kind of music. You need you need to pick somebody who's going to be there for a long well, time. Yeah, a day to remember is going to be there like till the test of time. Mm. Bringing the horizon is going to be there till the test of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lincoln Park's one of those bands. Like they're a band you could easily get the LP and like yeah. they've had a few cool little logos as well. Link, yeah, they Lincoln have. Park. So they'd be one. But like you get that, and then all of a sudden people would say that they're shit and they're unpopular again. So like yeah, exactly. Probably now that Chester's gone, I don't think as much of that will happen. Yeah. But um. That'd be a safe one to get. But like you say, like if I'd have got Rise Against, 
I can't listen to them properly anymore. So like, well, I'd be very disappointed if I had done it. I tell you who's a massive, uh, who's a massive offender of this Slipknot. Slipknot have, oh. abs- they. I would say they would have tens of thousands of people with that, that fucking yeah. that s that massive weird looking s that looks fucking useless. And I like, I just feel like, like you know, Slipknot are still a good band, of course. They're still, oh, still amazing shit band, up band, but they're yeah. not. They're, no one could say that they're better than what they used to be. And uh, I think that you know, there's a lot of people who probably would have got them back in 2005 when they had released when three three absolute bangers, yeah. and now would be going fuck me. Kind what of was like, I, doing? I love them, but like you know, I just wish I didn't have this fucking massive blob on my arm, which is what it kind of looks like if your tattoo artist gets it wrong. Uh, is there any lyrics you'd go for in particular? Because there's a couple that I remember I used to think that I might get. <laughs> the whole song that's what we were going to get after the grip no, the, the destiny line that, that destiny oh. line that, that, that's a great line I don't know the exact words but the, um, <laughs> what, are, what are the words I don't know well that, that's a song that I've loved since I was probably what 13, 14 yeah and now that after <laughs> you don't know the words culminating culminating Nick I'm a drummer fucking get your priorities right man I don't know fucking lyrics seriously I hit things with sticks but um Culminating in a Richmond Premiership, the, the Mr. Brightside. That's get, like, I'm telling you now. Whenever you hear, fucking actually, whenever I hear "Horses" by Daryl Braithwaite, <laughs> whenever I hear any Killer song, I'm gonna think fucking Richmond Grand Final, which is gonna be a massive, great memory for the rest of my life. So like, yeah, there's, there's value to that. So like, that'd be a sentimental one, which yeah. I wouldn't mind getting. But has there ever been one throughout your like your through my life tunes that you've been? Because I've had a couple. Uh, I oh. rise against uh, how you survive is what makes you who you are from um, from the song survive. Wow, how that's, you? That's uh, f- I thought that was a nice one, but I don't. I don't take li- like I'm not like you. Like you take lyrics in a lot better than and me. One I like I I wouldn't say I w- I would never get, but I always thought well, if somebody did get it, I'm sure people do have it. Life swinging hard, but I'm swinging harder from Ghost Inside, especially oh, yeah. after what's happened. Yeah, what's recently. happened? That'd be sick. I think that that's a really good one. But that being said, if they never were to play again, it would maybe. I don't know. Did, I don't know how it would work. I don't know. Desensitized. Be people I'd, wouldn't know what it's about. Yeah, um, yeah. Is there any others? Because there are any other bad tattoos? Have you ever seen a band tattoo that you're like, why the fuck did you get that? I saw someone with um, if it means a lot to you lyrics. Oh, uh, really? By day to remember, and I was just like, you're gonna fucking regret that shit. A lot of like, girls get that with the lyrics on the um, the on the wrist. on the wrist. Yeah, yeah on the wrist up the forearm, which isn't a bad place to get it, I guess. But sometimes you'd... they cover things, Nick. Yeah, sometimes they, they do. cover scars. So like, I'm not against that. But um, actually, there's a band that we've just spoke about on the air previously, Sick to Your Guns, just before. Yeah, they, they actually they released an album, which is my favorite album, called Diamond, and they actually had a really cool looking diamond with S T Y G. Yeah, yeah, and a shitload of people that are fans from them. I've got that tattoo. Have that tattoo. So like, that's that's a tattoo. If I get a diamond, yeah. You used to be like, what the fuck are you on about? But like, that's that's all you need to do is know what it is. Kind and that's of thing. what and I mean. And like, especially with the logos, and especially if they're simple. Like, you want simple logos, something that's not overly complicated. I know people get like the homesick album cover, basically of David. Oh, I love that, but yeah, but I like getting that get tattoo it. would be very, very like complicated and kind of. Is like, there one album cover that you would get? Like, if there's out of any I, album, so besides, well, obviously, you said what 
well, pony. I would like, might get con- the conspiracy for one offspring <sighs> thing because I've always really loved that kind of offspring. Have you still, have you still got the poster? You had the poster uh, yeah, I had it. I yeah. had it. Fucking Ages. got torn down. <laughs> um, yeah, I like. I also want something that's going to look decent as well. I don't want something really too plain. If you know what I mean. Like, I know some bands would be really good. I think System of a Down are a band who yeah, ha- have aged incredibly well, and yeah. like everyone loves System of a Down. So they're they're, they a, are. they're a band who you could get a tattoo of them. I don't know what exactly you get, but you know you you probably get it. Everyone be like, oh, that's really cool. Chop suey lyrics, maybe. Chop suey, yeah. That's that's my favorite song ever. Which, so what are the, what which lyrics? <laughs> Man, I'll probably just get drumsticks with CS next to it. Yeah, like <laughs> what about oh, chop? You know what? You know what I get. Go on. Oh, I'd get, fucking go on. I get uh, D's nuts with uh, la 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 la. <laughs> I'd get D's nuts with the Tupac's head I, next to it. I don't think you understand next no, to Tupac. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, I'd have like a joint next oh, to Tupac's no. head with I, D's nuts, I'd also, DZ. Uh, on outside of the rock realm, I would like. I actually really like the um, the Run the Jewels uh, fist to gun kind of thing that they run on, okay. which is those ones there. Yeah, just a, that looks sick. Which are really, which are really cool. Any Run the Jewels fans out there who are touring in January as well, which I'm going to, uh, is really like, uh, like I know. A lot of people get red hot chili peppers. They've got a like, rage. They're your band. Rage as well with the star. Like star's an easy one to get. A really easy one to get. Um, I was good. And uh, you should get that. I reckon you should. Or the Let Live. Is it the Let Live? They saw the Nirvana thing with the little, the cheeky face. Which one was that? Sorry. Let Live. Remember you had that T-shirt. The Let Live with the the cheeky Nirvana. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's Would, that's a good one as well. Yeah, that was know. that was pretty cool. I don't know. I don't, like it's it's so like that's the thing. It's so hard for me to like commit to a, any tattoo, especially well, like, a band one, because you have to. You almost have to predict the future, and that's yeah. that's the hard thing. And like, I know a lot of people don't really care, and they're just like, I love this band now. I love them forever. Unfortunately for me, doesn't happen. There's a lot of bands that I used to love that I go like, okay, that was a bit weird. Why was I like, name I, me three Nick that stood the test of time for you? Get, name me three right now. Uh the Offspring always have. Um, I think that's. Deftones always have. I think Rage. I, I won't say Rage. I'll say somebody else. Um, I would love actually, and this is gonna again another not rock band. Yep. I would love to get a Kanye West tattoo. Oh, he's your man. Yeah, That'd be great. I would absolutely love it. I think all these. Did you like, get a lyric or? I don't. I don't think I get a lyric. I think that he's got you know like the teddy bear album covers, college dropout stuff. Like he's got so many cool kind of. Uh, just artworks that run through because he's such an artistic We're person. We're going to get tattoos now, aren't we? Oh, I'm going... Well, we already are. I bought, like... I bought a tattoo gun. I'm right. We're going to do it straight after the show. But like, there's just, there's a lot of things. What about with you? Uh, is there any kind of other bands that you're kind of, you would ever look at? Is there any bands that are like on the way to that level? Because I think you have to have a certain amount of uh, love for a band before you even consider getting a tattoo, especially for people like us. Well, while she sleeps at the modern band that yeah. I could definitely like... There's just something about them that I love. The Tattoo? Pom- the would you get the uh, the W with the two S's, or would you get the uh, lyric? They had a, they had a flag thing for yeah. four walls. Which yeah, I, I almost bought the um the flag for my like my room just to put up. So that'd probably be the one from them. Like you say, the A7X with the the bat. Yeah, the, the, the deaf bats the are really bat. good one. Like, uh, growing Especially up on old them. school. Fucking like Rise Against. They got a sick logo. I'll uh, give them that. It's a Shikari with the upside down triangles. Always a good one. Well, that'd be perfect. got them in all there. Yeah, that'd be that'd be absolutely again, sick. Again, these like a lot of these ones are ones where, especially Lots with the triangle one, that's something that only people 
that would know it's Shikari would be able to know. And other people would just go, okay, that's just an upside down triangle. They wouldn't know much about it. Like they wouldn't go with that shit because it's not overly blown out. Like, a, like even the death bat, like if I got a death bat, I'd probably think it's shit right now. Yeah, like, that's true. You would. Realistically, <laughs> like it's, it was great at the time, but right now I'm kind of like, it's a bit corny and I wouldn't really. Well, that's the thing. Would you, like a couple of years ago, would you have been in the realms to get a crossfade tattoo? Would you, you would have been like. No, I don't think I'd get, I wasn't that, like I love okay. crossfade, but you know, you got to, I, I guess my requirements would be, I have to love them for a certain amount of time. Would it be 10 years? Would that I, I'd, yeah, I'd say about ten years, and I'd have to, I'd have to predict a bit of their future. Uh, architects, there could be a few. There's a few like lovely lyrics I could get from them, especially, oh, and especially their albums as well. I think they're a really good one. Marilyn Manson what as about well. Eminem, Nick. Like, Eminem, nah, I wouldn't worry about that's Eminem. the most common. I'd say him, like out of solo artists, would have the most like lyric tattoos Eminem. going around. Yeah, for sure. Especially for white guys. White guys would have, oh, absolutely love getting Slim Eminem Shady. Oh, mate. Uh, North Lane with the Cube. Uh, they've put out the Cube yeah, a couple yeah. of times and yep, Discovery, yep, yep. Discoveries and Men- yep. Mesba and the Upside Down Triangle if you want to go no, no direction. Yep. Already kind of, or even Singularity with the pyramids and that. There's, you know, there's, there's a lot out there. So I'd love to know other people like what, what their tattoos, if they regret it or not. Even a lot, a lot of people probably would never say they do. I, yep. think, I think a real man will say they do. Well, <laughs> a lot of people, Nick, like a lot of people like that listen to heavy music, like they come to heavy music struggling with things like whether it's anxiety, depression, mm. like a loss of a loved one. True. So like sometimes like I know myself, like when I like started going out with someone, there was an album that came out. Um, I still listen to that with good memories. I, yeah. I was like really happy. But like, if you lose someone, like I lost my uncle last year and um, yeah, a couple of songs, like all of the lights by Kanye West. So yeah. like, there's a couple of lyrics there, which like, I'm like, fuck. Hit you. It, gives, it reminds and it, you, and a lot of people get those tattooed on themselves. So, like, if it has a sentimental value, I don't. And it's, it's hard. And it's funny because, like, you probably wouldn't notice the lyrics beforehand, but now all of a sudden, it, it, gains, re- no, it gains new meaning. All when of you re- when you relate it to something, so like that's what I mean. Like, if I could probably get a lyrical tattoo, it'd have to be something like that that reminds me of a moment, like in my life, from yeah. like, all right, that's got me through this time. Like, a lot of people do that. Like. I don't see anything wrong with that. But if you're just a fucking fan, like if you're a fan of fucking bloody Attila <laughs> and you go out and you get one of like their lyrics, like just for shits and gigs and you're like, fuck, like in 20 years time, you're going to be like, what was I doing? Yeah. Well, I'm, like, and there are, there are exceptions, of course. To, you have it has to, to mean something. Yeah. I, I think. Especially if you're putting on a part of your body that mm. is somewhat visible to the, to the public. Like that's something, that's why, exactly. as I say, when I get one, one on my ass, it doesn't matter if I care about it in 20 years because yeah, no, no, no one's nobody, going to see it. Nobody's going to see it. Yeah, you're going to have your miss, like your wife and maybe your kids want to see it occasionally. I, I love you thinking that I'm ever going to get married, Nathan. That's very, very... Sorry. That's, that's bachelor. Very, ultimate bachelor. That's very promising. No, no. Just my parents say, I'm never going. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. There okay. Oh, you're a mess. Um, but I, yeah, I thought it was just a really interesting topic because with tattoos, there's so many things that go into it for us. Yep. And... We have to think about it. A lot of people don't. Yeah, some I think people that's just it, get it. And yeah. like, I just go, I, just, I always just look at them and go like, did you pick the right band? Did you pick the right lyric? Did you pick the right logo? Yeah, like, question you know, it. Like I've got, right, I, I can look up on my left. I've got an album, po- a poster of Muses of the Resistance. That is not my favorite album by Muse, but, but at it's the a time, poster. I love the poster. Oh, Would fuck. I get a tattoo? If I was get to get that tattooed on me, I wouldn't get that album because it's not my fan. I feel like I got that for the wrong reason. I got that more from an aesthetic reason rather than the album itself, which it does fucking look amazing. And as a tattoo, it would probably look really good, but it'd be very tough to do. But you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of... You need it's, there's a lot of so things. That, yeah. Imagine getting that coloured. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, like there's so many things that go into it 
that are like, I think that, you know, you need to really think about what you're doing. Like I know, there's a lot of people I know like, I think pick coordinator doesn't really have any tattoos. He's very much into heavy music. And I'd love to know what he would get at all. Mm. He wasn't at uni. So, so I was very upset. And Jeez, uh, that breaks your heart. Doesn't it, it does. <laughs> uh, like, I know there's a lot of Parkway. Parkway get a lot of uh, fans getting tattoos of yep. them. Um, but yeah, any uh, any kind of uh, my kind of romance. I should have said them. Oh I should, shit! I should well, have fall, said them Fallout earlier. Boy, Good Charlotte, Mate, oh, that, that, that whole era, dude. That little man on the Black Parade, I reckon, would have been tattooed thousands of times. Oh. That little fucking reason. Nick, I lo- you know I love that album. Yeah. I bought it for six bucks. It's one of the best buys of my fucking life. That I'm telling you. Will they? Oh, that's sorry for a different day. They get back together, <laughs> uh, but um. Final ones. A lot of people have Metallica ones. A lot of people yep. have Pantera ones, but they're kind I, of diehard nineties. I was gonna 80s. get. Uh, I was at one stage gonna get the Ninja Star, the Ninja Star from Metallica. Wow, that'd be good. That was. I, I was gonna either get that on my wrist, or I was gonna get that. Oh, I wanted to go full Batista and get on my belly button. The one stage. So <laughs> you are shitting me. I think I'm pretty sure at one stage I did. I wanted it on my belly button because I'm an idiot. And, um, I've always wanted the little Nirvana cheeky face, the little yellow smiley thing. Yeah, that's a good I've one. Always, so, like, I've always like that, that's probably been the one because like I absolutely love Nirvana, and being a, like where Kirk Cobain grew up, like that'd be awesome to me. That'd probably be the one. Do you think there's any band that you think's dropped off so much that you could like, there's no way you could still really appreciate tattoos. So just say for, for example, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you Muse because Muse have dropped off. Well, it's funny. I was going to say that when you said that. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, no, they're a band. Like if I, if I was to get a tattoo of them 10 years ago, you'd be Time going, is running out. Yeah. Like fantastic. That era was amazing for them. Yeah. But now you'd probably look back and go, fuck me. They've been sh-. like, they've turned to absolute shit. Like there's trash. Yeah. Do you think there's like other bands like that? Or you think, I will rise against, I've said them Ooh. for sure. They're gone. They're that's gone for big, me. That's big. A7X. Yep. In saying that though, they're, He's still my favorite drummer, the Rev. So, like, if I could get something cool related to him, like maybe a lyric he did, uh, wouldn't be against that. Three Days Grace definitely out the door. If you were, uh, if you're ever gonna get a person a face tattooed on you, so say a singer, a guitarist, a drummer, probably in your case, I'd never do it. If you had to, is there anyone particular? Be the, oh, it'd be the Rev. He's my favorite drummer. Well, being a drummer, he's my favorite drummer. It'd be him. Nice, I like it. I like it. But he's a fucking ugly. He was an ugly man. Nick. Do you want to know who I'd get? Go on. I'd never do it, Nathan. You're an idiot. You'd be Kanye. <laughs> Oh, I'd definitely get Kanye with the Kanye glasses. Like, just get the Kanye glasses. Teddy, Teddy fucking give me that. Uh, I'd also get low teens just tattooed on me because it's the greatest album of all time. Um, we'll move on, but... That would be a great one with the pink writing oh, and everything. Imagine mate, that. It's, just, it's a beautiful day. Let's uh, go next to 46. We're, uh, we're on to our first album review, full length. This is an album we are both very, very excited oh. to do. Um, this is something I'm sure we're going to talk extensively about. Nathan Jesus Christ. Nathan Custis. Oh, I don't know what to say. I know. I think most people listening are going to be like, "We don't. I don't care about this. I don't care if you don't care. <laughs> but we do. Oh, this, Marilyn Manson, heaven upside down. I want to first, before we get in, I want us to talk about our kind of affiliation with him. I got, yes. in, I got into him 2011 yep. because the Soundwave announcement came out. And I was like, just kind of checking out. Oh, you know, you always know a few Manson songs, of course, yes. through the nineties and everything like that. Yep. And I started to really kind of dig and dig and dig. And I, he was probably the first guy I'd ever, you know, when YouTube was kind of still in that realm and it wasn't like a massive thing as it was, uh, that I would look for interviews of him because he was so okay. interesting to yeah, listen to, to. Dissect. And he was the yep. first guy that ever did that for me. And I really and I loved kind of going through his catalogue and like. Yeah, you know, I, I I get told that this album wasn't good, and I listen to it. Like, Are you kidding me? Like, and I guess going through that time, and I think I said this two weeks ago, that if I was a Marilyn Manson fan, I might have jumped off after Antichrist because um, that was a trend. Like that was because the- Mechanical Animals was such a 
a different kind of album. I might have jumped off after that and then probably jumped back on when Hollywood came out, of course. Don't. Oh, what an but like, you know, but now because we have this retrospective and like we got it, we got on them. Like I got on them personally before I was which album was it? It was Born Villain. Yep. So I've, there's only been three albums now that's come out since. I, it's, it's really cool to kind of as you know, a full kind of recollection of his career. And it's just every album so fucking different, Nathan, which is so cool. What about you? When do you kind of start going in? And uh, yeah, what's your favorite song by him in general? But besides this album, oh well, with Manson, I. I probably, along with you, I, I remember on YouTube, the first time I heard Slipknot, like, I remember Slipknot got, like, everyone's like, oh, they scream, they're crazy, they're heavy. I remember listening to them on YouTube. I think yeah. it was Before I Forget was the first song I heard. Great song. And I'm like, what, what's wrong? This is rock. Like, this, yeah. is, this is cool. Like, this is really good shit. And during that, like, obviously, with Slipknot, Manson's not too far down the realm of YouTube. It's like one click yeah. away. I remember, like, watching... I think it was Beautiful People. That was the one with the most hits. Yeah. And um, I listened to that song. I'm like, okay. And then I listened to Tain and Love. I'm like, isn't this a cover? Yeah. I'm like, okay. And I did a few covers. And I'm like, okay, this guy's really good. But then I was kind of scared to say that I liked him. Because like I read, I, when I was little or younger, I'd read all the YouTube comments and actually, Ooh, yeah. and I'd be like, oh shit, it's, is it okay to like this? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, people yeah. would absolutely roast the bands. Like they yeah. still do, but like they, they'd roast them. And like nowadays I couldn't give two shits what anyone says. But like back then, if I said, oh geez, this guy's evil. Like this guy's lyrics, like this guy's like done something bad. I'd be like, fuck, am I allowed to actually like them? Yeah. But like with him, he's so controversial and so outspoken, but so revolutionary in the way that he like his lyrics are like the the guy the, I don't know what it is Nick there's something cool about the way he presents and carries himself like he's just got that I don't know the manner the way he walks the way he fucking talks yeah the way he's, there's just something cool about him it was you know somebody I mean? it like, was somebody in the 90s that kind of when the whole grunge thing was going around and you know well when, he wanted to once, be different didn't he once grunge finished there was a real kind of gap in music and everybody still talks about that, how like the late nineties and the early two thousands was a very weird time in music. Nobody know, knew what they wanted to be. Marilyn Manson knew what he wanted to be. And oh, he, he wanted to be, he wanted to be the guy who brought back shock rock, which shock he did. Rock, exactly. And he was the guy who basically he modernized it and he turned everything. And he was one of the most hated people in the, in the country and yep. of America at that time. And it's so cool to hear his interviews and the way he conducts himself because it's very funny because he reminds me a lot of a lot of right wing speakers these days, yep. where they cop a lot of hate, but they're very well spoken and they know how to they know how to win any kind of debate because they use stats and facts to back up their claims. Yeah, and right now he's come out with an album. Uh, it's called Heaven Upside Down, two thousand seventeen. Nathan Custerson. We'll start with the album cover. Nice and nice and pretty. Brian Brian just, just, just looking sensational. Like that's just a great looking mug, isn't it? <laughs> But um, so yeah, ten songs, forty-seven minutes, no fillers. Nick, big. I was big on that. Like, he's just old school. He, he doesn't really need fillers. Oh, he's had him. He's had him in the he's past. He's had him in the past. But like, this is just non. Like, it's just a straight up fucking ballsy. Back to his roots. Shock rock. There's punk in there. There's like rock in there. There's great riffs. There's blues in there. It's just everything. I wanna. I wanna start with the opening track. Go Re- on. Okay. Revolution Twelve. Yeah. Go. Marilyn Man. I just wanna give you a few songs that he's opened with over the years. Okay. Okay. So he's opened with. Um, he had Killing Strangers off the last one, which you might not. Yes or no? You can take a look. Yeah, that's all right. He had the love song on Hollywood. Yep. He had. Uh, yeah. What else did he have? He had. What the hang on, I've got I fucking lost my thing. Hang on. Uh, right. This is the new shit off uh, Golden Age of Grotesque. Which is my favorite, mate. 
He had album. Hey Cruel World off, uh, hey off Cruel Born, Born Villain and Irresponsible Hate Anthem off <laughs> Antichrist. He's had some massive opening songs. He, sta- he knows which songs to pick as he well. Does. He's so good. Um, I'm a really big fan of this song. I actually think there's another song that possibly could have opened, okay. but Marilyn obviously listens to our show because it, they, he released that prior to it. He did. <laughs> we know where you fucking live. Yep. And he obviously listens to it. He went, you know what? I can't put that as an opener because that's a pet peeve of Nick's and Nathan's. Jeez, it's a fucking good song though. It's a big song. I love this. I love this opener at first. We'll go with Revelation 12. Yep. Um, opens up, very catchy kind of one, two, three, four, counts it up. Sometimes throughout this, you know, this whole album, I, I just found myself nodding my head to all the, the the groove songs to it. I found I feel like everything that he wanted me to do, I was doing. Yeah. And I, I I try not to fanboy, and I'm not. I'm definitely not a fanboy man. But I haven't absolutely like. I I thought his last few albums, two albums have been really good, but I don't think they've been un- unbelievable. Yep. I think they've been just good albums. Yep. I think this one's better than the other uh, Pale Emperor, personally. Oh, mate, for sure. I actually think so. He's got a a new collaborator slash producer slash lead guitarist in Tyler Bates. And I actually think Nick, he's reinvigorated him a bit because like, yep. as you say, no Man- Manson album is going to be the same the next time you hear it. So the previous album was more light on blues, kind yeah, of di- a different kind of vibe and people frothed over it. Like that was in the top tens yeah. pretty much all year. It was a great, it was a great album, but I think this tops it. Yeah, I, 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 do. I, I dead set like from top to bottom. There's only 10 songs, but... Like, all all it, killer, no filler. Well, that's that's a fucking Sum 41 album. <laughs> yes. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, there's there's barely a weak track. And his voice, like, he screams on it. And in um, my favourite song, Blood Honey, he actually has... He sings it really, really yeah. well in the chorus. Uh, i tell you a song that oh. I remember you saying, first thing that you said to me about the Manson album. Number two, Tattoo in Reverse. This is a huge song. Uh, this is so good. I'd be very surprised if this wasn't a single. How good is the guitar in that when they kind of bring that riff in? I don't know what effect he's putting it on, but it's just something industrial, about something, industrial yeah, kind of feel. This is a thing. As, as you said, the Pale Emperor was more blues, more even had a few country elements at times. Yes, it did. It was a lot of Johnny kind of cash yeah, kind of feel. Yeah, big time. Johnny he said cash, that too. He and, came out and, and said that. And the doors as well. You can definitely yep. always get the feels there. This one is more of an industrial head, kind of a head nodder. Yes. I love the uh, the distorted synth that they bring into everything. It's so catchy and it never should be. Tattooed in reverse, had it in it's, spades. Oh, it's, it this, reminded me of John Wick. I thought we were in John oh, Wick. Mate, this song is so good. I really... And I was like, I remember... I texted you about it. Yeah, that was exactly what I said. Like, the first thing you said was this song. Like, what a tune or something like that. What a banger. Uh, we, like know, we know where you fucking live is such a, is an amazing song. That is. And, <laughs> it's a song that could open up a concert as well. It could. And, that'd be huge. Imagine coming out to that. Oh, just the way it all. Works. Hopefully, Brian's okay. By the way, I don't know if he's come out as. Well, yeah, he recently yeah, had a, he had a prop fall on him. The yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, come on, Brian. Um, Satan. Oh, do you, do you know that's a that's it, it's because it sounds like Satan. Oh. That's that's why he says the name. <laughs> Carry on before I hit you. <laughs> I think I think no, he actually and no. originally that was his uh, album title, which what? I think would have been a good. good it was uh, album yeah, title. Satan. So very clever. A uh, really great song again. Massive chorus. Massive chorus. One of my yeah. favorites. It's really really great. Uh, Kill for me slow uh, slows it down a bit. Gets that real blues kind of bass line to it. It's the typical Manson kind of feel that song. Yeah, the way he sings it. It's just 
laid back. Something that doesn't happen too much in music these days. And yeah. there's, like, there's simple bass lines. Not, he's not playing anything overcomplicated. Twiggy's back, Nick. Oh, that's, Let know, it be known. You know us. We're, we're very much on... We love bass guitar. Like, oh, if, shit. If, you, yeah, can, you, if you can highlight a bass guitar, which they do, in, especially in Revolution 12 as well. Yes, Those they do. two, they really get highlighted and they're so, so good. Distortion bass. It's just beautifully done and there's something about... Uh, Satinalia. This is a song. This song goes for eight minutes. I think we might be different different in this one because you, I, you're, not, you're not a fan. I'm not a massive fan on this one. I think you're a big fan, but yeah, I, I am. I when it kicks in with the riff, it goes too long. Let's cut the shit. Uh, I'll agree mm. with that. It, it, anything over five minutes to me, like only certain bands can get away. I don't think Marilyn Manson's a guy who's well, in, uh, complex enough to pull off an eight minute. Avenge did the nightmare for me, but like they that album they but can do that. They can. They're one of the bands that can. But in saying that, Nick. This is one album from Go to War that I wasn't bored at. Yeah, I wasn't at all. I, I agree. I, I think that um, you know, throughout, I think this might be like, I like the first half a bit better than the second half. Personally. Oh, the first half's huge. But the first half is unbelievable. It's, mate, the first five tracks, uh, put that up against any five tracks that he's open with on albums and yeah. in 10 years time, come back and you'll be like, that's up there. Shit, yeah, that'll be top two to three easily. Uh, one of my favourite songs, Jesus Crisis. Uh, huge track, the second half. It gets real heavy. There's something... There's something... I'll work out. Now, I, we don't want to just go track for track, but it's kind of hard not to because... We're all, doing it now. But something that I think that you know, a lot of vocalists miss these days and something yep. that... You know, uh, Chino Marina, somebody who does it as well. Something that is just as terrifying as a scream. And I remember some, a reviewer saying this about uh, Deftones. Um, they've worked out, same with Manson, they've worked out that a whisper is just as terrifying. And oh, a whisper shit, is, yeah. is more effective than a scream. I, like, I love guys who scream on their like on tracks. When they're doing it 100% of the time, it loses its impact. Yep. And that's why when you have that versatility of guys like Manson, Chino Moreno, those two in particular, who are old now, like, who are really, really old and still do it, it's, it gives you that extra dynamic and it kind of, it makes, you know, it gives you extra layers. This is why these guys are so big. Oh, shit. You know, yeah. the, the, we've talked about it many times how bands aren't that, cannot break through that glass ceiling because they don't have a clean vocalist. They don't have any, they don't have any, uh, they don't have variation to their voice. And that's the thing. And I think that Manson, somebody has incredible variation to it. He goes real low, he can go real high, he can sing just a fantastic chorus if he yeah. needs to. And I think that's something that a lot of people should learn from. He's a weird bloke, isn't he, Manson? Like, it, or, or, but honestly, on paper, it doesn't like make sense that he's become the artist that he has. Like, didn't really have any musical training back in the day, and f- for as you just say, to come out with the voice that he's got, being so unique, so different, can do so many different things. There's just something special about the bloke, and that's why he's had a career that's lasted twenty plus years. Your favorite song up next, Blood Honey. Blood Honey, like <laughs> the way he sings that. Yeah, big. I'm not being mean. I'm just being me. That's a lyric right there. That was yeah. that, that like that's that's the chorus line, and that's just that. I, I still say that. I'll still sing that at work today. Like I've been listening to the album for a few days now, and that's the album or the the title and the the song, like the track that sticks out for me. Uh, the title track, I think. I think most a lot of uh, Manson title tracks don't hit the mark as much. Well, this. In a, in a strong album, this is my weakest song. Yeah, I, I think personally, this and Satinalia for me are the two weaker ones. Just per, that's for me. Uh, this one, it does, it has a bit more. The only time you ever hear really an acoustic guitar in the whole album. Yeah. Which, you know, after the last album, there was, a few, going there was a few times that the acoustic was going uh, for the la- on the Pale Emperor. This one, not so much. Uh, yep. This one, just this song. And finished with Threats of Romance, which is a big song as well. Big Real song. groove to it as yep. well. And 
again, like I, you know, I said this before, but some he has this ability to make you just nod your head when it needs to. In terms of complaints, I will say that go on. I wish get it out. I wish the bigger moments were bigger. Sometimes I sometimes at some points there was parts where I thought that they were playing at half speed, and I thought they could have quickened it up, and they, the drum the drums could have been a bit more frantic. Very relaxed the drumming, even when it goes heavy. But I thought that they could have really sped it up. Or like it's mainly because of the BPM. Of course, you can't you can only do so much. And Manson, you're not going to be going crazy double kicks in a Manson track, but you can. You know what I mean? Um, I also imagine that. I wish that was one like monster chorus oh okay like yeah. one more monster chorus to it on a big song I also wish see I think Blood Honey's that yeah oh, maybe the more I listen to it the more I'll love that one I think if Jesus Christ this should have been reworked to include the second half a bit more because I think the first half isn't as good is nowhere near as good and I feel yeah. like what they do after that with the chorus and everything like that it could have been turned into its own song works really well I um, agree yeah. and I like it's you know I'm grasping at straws here. I'm trying. I'm being picky, but we have to be. Have to. Uh, I also yeah. You know, I would say if they didn't release, we know where you fucking live. I probably would have asked for that one to be the opener because I think that that hits harder when it goes into it for the first time. But they've listened to us, Nick. But they listen Brian to us. listens to us regularly. Obviously, it does. Uh, favorite song? You've gone blood. Blood, Blood honey. honey. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go tattoo in reverse. I, yeah, well, they're the two for me. Just, and it's funny because <laughs> we're we're so used to revealing like really heavy stuff, and like we're it's I'm, a good change. I'm, I'm a love. I'm I'm a guy who usually goes for a really heavy track. Render is my favorite song of the Northlane album. That yep. isn't a single. Colorway is my other one. Um, and I I really like heavy songs from bands. And I remember back in the day, I used to if any song just sounded heavy, I'd automatically like it just because it was heavy. Ready to fall. Ready to give it all. Ready, back ready, on the rise against. Ready to fall is the greatest song of all time. But um, but it's a really good change of pace for a Manson album to have their best songs be not so much be the the soft, not even soft. I wouldn't say they're soft songs. It's just kind of they're not those massive ones. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, whereas the last album I thought Deep Six was probably the best song on it. Easily, I think Hey Cruel World was probably the best song on the on the la- the album before. Born villain. Fantastic! Oh, boy, that hey, opening song—one of my favorite Manson songs. I think probably the most underrated Manson song he's got, considering he never plays it live. Yeah, never, what, never. what's going on with that? What happened? Uh, uh, he must hate it. I, I guess we must know, have we, listened back. The, and the just... problem is with, with Manson when you've got nine to ten albums to work from. It's on, very man. hard to play them all. He plays songs. no. He plays no reflection, and that's that's the only way you can play off that one. Uh, obviously, we'd hope for a tour out of this. I'm yes, really, I, 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 yes. I'm just checking out his set before. God, I'm excited for it. If they how, many of, how many of this album? I think he's playing... Four? These days, he's playing four. Perfect, he's that's playing, enough. He's playing Revelation 12, We Know Where You Fucking Live, Say 10, and sometimes playing Kill, Kill For Me. me. <laughs> so it could be three or four. And if he brings, if he changes uh, Kill For Me to Tattooed in Reverse or Blood Honey, I think we'd both be very happy people. Uh, overall, Nathan, is this a full price buy to you? To me, it is, yes. Yep. I, I think, like, for value for money, like, you, we love Manson. It's, there's 50 minutes worth of music, well, 47, so it's close enough to 50. 10 songs where you can hardly, like, we're nitpicking. Like, I think in a couple of years' time when we look back at this album, we're going to appreciate it for how good it actually is. Like, I, I think we've, we have to be. We're very harsh when we first hear an album. But, like, in time, like, I go back and listen to albums that were reviewed weeks ago, and yeah. I actually liked them better than I did <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. when we were doing it. So, like, and because, like, we're at that stage where we've heard... 10 of his albums before like what can you expect new from Manson but this album is up there with his best and like a lot of people like I've said it actually it can it makes him relevant to the modern metal like he, he it's, it's saying he kind of still fits in the metal scene like yeah. after releasing this which is kind of really cool for him like he still gets his 
yeah. platform to the the masses, and yeah, for me it is. Where do you where do you rate Manson's catalog? Because he's somebody who's been going at it, and yeah, as we'll say before, when hardcore bands and that, there's not many hard, there's no real bands of like the metalcore or any kind of scene you've that has a, ten albums. Well, you've got a like a, a a length of time, Nick. I think being of, rele- hard, of relevance, of relevance, and like it, well, you look like Parkway; they're doing ten bloody year. horizons. But like you say, how many other ones are they going to do? Mm, exactly, Amity, the same thing. Like they could probably do Young Bloods and Chasing Ghosts, but like clutching at straws after that. A yeah. lot of bands in that scene, they're not going to be not going to be as beloved as bands like Manson, like Limp Biscuit, even from that era. Slipknot coming through that era, Disturbed, even like that whole era of music. People still regard them because their the catalogs and like he's is just as good as any of them like it's better than Rob Zombie's like Rob Zombie's the oh, one yeah. guy that you kind of compare like being shock rock kind of things but like Manson just blows him out of the water like every album that he's released it's, is better than any of Rob Zombie's it's a very weird argument when people say Rob Zombie Rob Zombie's like he's shock rock in theory but he's a, he's just a hard rock kind of guy I think that Manson plays the shock rock throughout his music as well and he's not just by person a shock rock guy I think Manson just is more clever the way he yeah. his music he just he picks his moments like you say he knows when to scream he knows when to dim it down he knows when to get your head banging he just he's very mate he's just smart <laughs> yeah he is he's uh he's, he like that's why he's uh he's so good to watch interview really um yeah, well, who's the girl he used to bang? Uh, Tina Von Teese. Oh, that's the one I was going for. Tina Von How the hell does he get that? He must be a clever dude to be able to bang that. Well, I literally, the other night, I watched him play Beautiful People at gonna, the, the uh, uh, MTV Music Awards back yes, in like not yes, 2003 or something yes. with his bondage and his yep. G-string and his oh, fucking... Oh, my God. And he comes out with the political statement at the start of it. Like The dude has done it all. Like, yeah. the, the guy is just... Like he's great. Uh, he doesn't we'll, give a shit. We we'll move on to our last. And album. he's fucked Juice in Bloody Sons of Anarchy. Nick. Oh, he's been there. He's done he's, everything. He's a decent. He's been in Sons of he's, Anarchy. He's not a bad actor too. Actually, he's pretty That's, good at what he's man. pretty good at what he does when he when he wow. goes for it. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to our last album. Um, we're not going to go yes. as much into this one because it's who, not as good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, 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 August Burns Red Phantom Anthem. Um, First thing I noticed with this album, go on, give it to me. Um, and I've called them the metal. I've have called them the metalcore version of Slayer. Oh, in the past, Jesus Christ! In the past, which I, I think you agreed with. When yeah, you, no, uh, I did. Initially said. <laughs> the first song I thought sounded like fucking Lamb of God. <laughs> Do good thing though. Very, very good thing. Keep going. Uh, I. It's hard to get. It's not as easy to get into this one. Personally, I I, I I love August Burns Red, and but I just think that there's gonna be yeah. You, know, you were saying before, there's you know you could look back at albums and uh, of Manson, and maybe because we're a bit older and we can't, we're not gonna like you know we're not going through it at a peak kind of uh, worship of music time. You yep. know what I mean? We're not gonna worship bands like we yeah you know, we, we might have done five years ago. Yeah. But I feel like in ten years time, nobody's gonna care about Phantom Anthem. I don't think August Burns Red fans are gonna look back at this album and be like, this is the best August Burns Red album. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think they're past that point. They're a hard, hard band to really like get into big time, like off an album, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like every album they release, there's two to three songs where you're just like, fuck that. That is just, well, it's going to be awesome to watch live. Like, pardon me. They're a... Sneezing. Well, sorry. <laughs> but they're, um, they're so technical in what they do. They're, they remind me of Dream Theater. Like every individual member of this band is just so good at what they do. And it's hard to actually translate that into being popular, like with their music. Like they, they've got 1.649 million likes on Facebook, Nick, which is fucking, that's outstanding. Like props to them. That is absolutely huge. But um, 
Yeah, each album they, they release. Like, I, I bought their last album, and before that, they got really, really good releases, but I don't know, it does, just doesn't hit the mark for me. Like, they're, they're a fucking fantastic band, but, like, for whatever reason, I can't listen to an album fully through and be like, oh, yeah, that, that song's really, really good. That song's really, really good. There's always a couple of standouts, and, like, every song's good that they release. Every song's technical. It's unbelievable, but, like, there's only a few off each album that I could say that, like, is outstanding. And on this album, there's a couple, but, yeah. I, I, I consider August Burns Red more of a showcase band than a band that writes great music. They're very good at what they do, I like, but I think that it's very hard for me to listen to these songs and be like, they haven't played something similar. Like even like, even their structures. And I think that that's something that really no- I noticed straight away with their first two songs that they that the way they structure them uh, is just similar. I- I've heard this before. I've heard this style and like, they are very distinguishable, which is great. And you want that in a band. If I was just hearing them musically, I'd be able to probably tell who it is pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic. But I think that there's just something that you need to, they need to work out how to kind of take a step, still be as technical as they can, but really kind of, I don't know, they just need to do something different. I just, I'm sick of this, I'm sick of bands doing the same thing. And, you know, again, we're just talking about Manson, every album's different. And like, you know, it's, that's not for everybody. Some people will jump off and jump back on. And I, I just think August are a band who, you know, I just can't, I can like yeah, an album. Something. I can yeah. like, and they do. They have a good uh, habit of you know making two or three bangers, which is good. You can add that. Well, that's to what their, I think. Yeah. Add that to their set list, and that's what you want. If you if you don't put out an amazing album, you want to have enough good songs just to add to their set list and improve their set list, and that's what 100%. you And that's what Manson's done as well. I think Manson's added and improved their set list. This album's getting fantastic reviews. It throughout. is. This it's... is like critically acclaimed. Just about. It's not. No one. I don't think anyone's giving me like a ten out of ten. But I've heard four. I've seen four point five. Eighty two percenters. I have to. They're yeah. very. Like people love this one, but it's just not for. I guess maybe we're. It's not our style, Nick. It's just like I like. I don't. I love the metalcore stuff. Like I love Parkway. Like I. No, no, no. I'm just saying. But these guys, their style, like their their style. They have. There's something about being technical. There's a lot of bands that I can't name off the top of my head, but there's a couple that we saw at Soundwave a few years ago. They they played like five string basses. Yeah. They were unbelievably technical, but like their music to me, didn't draw me in. And like August Burns Red, we're seeing them live. They're unbelievable live. Fantastic live. Absolutely dynamite live. But like on an album, like I just, I can't just fathom listening to the whole thing and saying it's my album of the year. Like it's just not my sound. Like Parkway is more my sound. Like it's metalcore. Kill Switch Engage is metalcore band. Like I love their sound. But like whether these guys, if they had a like a clean singer to sing their choruses, my goodness, like... Maybe then I'd actually put them in higher regard. But yeah. for me, they just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that August Burns Red had a point in their, in their careers where everybody would just say how good this band were, regardless of they were massive fans. You could, I, there's a lot of bands like that for me. Like I might not particularly think they're fan, uh, like love them, but I think I know they're a fantastic band. Yep. But I think we're kind of past that point, And I think that, you know, they're... They've been so used to kind of getting all this praise that they're they're probably at a stage where they're like, why would we change? Like we we get yeah. fantastic reviews. Everybody, all our fans love us. We don't lose any fans, that, and that's what they're they're not losing any. But I just don't know if they're gaining any. And that's yeah. and that as a band, that's what you want to do. You want to have yeah. I remember five, seven, maybe it might have been more. I remember when somebody said August had a million likes on Facebook. It was like, how does Parkway not have a million likes? I don't know how many Parkway have now, but. August had 1.1. They're 1.6 now. So they've gained 500 foul, which is a lot, is a lot, but compared to, you know, like what you probably should be doing. And I think they've had about three albums since then. 
you, know, you, you probably should be aiming a bit higher. Yeah, I think you're right there with August. But, um, and it shows the ceiling as well. Yeah, it does. But, like, uh, it, it's hard. Like, if you're a, any kind of listener to music, like, you, you have to have an ear for that kind of music. And these blokes, there's just something about being, like, no one's going to bag them ever on an album for being, like, no good because they're that good at what they do technically. You can't. Like, you can't floor it. The guitars are unbelievable. The vocals are unbelievable. The Mac Reiner, if you're a drummer... Go and listen to this bloke because this bloke is just, he's unbelievable. He's absolutely just fantastic. He's probably in the top five drummers in the world at the moment. And um, he doesn't even stand out. That's the thing about the band. Like, yeah. he's just, yeah, they're really technical, but yeah. They're not like, with, with Parkway, I think Parkway have better hooks, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas like August, they're, they're big songs, like. They got a couple of songs which I absolutely love, like Mariana's Trench. That like that's one of my favorite songs yeah. around. But like, like you say, there's probably two songs off every album that they do that are peak quality, but the rest don't hit the mark as good. I was reading a review and it said something really. Uh, it probably tells sums it up a bit more. Okay. Uh, it says in a, in a sea of great albums, even ones from other artists included, there's little reason to spin this one in over about a week's time. Some will make make it into the live set of the band, but years to come, the rest is only for the dedicated fans. Yeah. And I, I that really sums it up. I'm just looking through reviews as we're speaking, and I'm just starting to find some average reviews now. I'm finding someone saying 6 out of 10 and now saying kind of, if you love August Burns Red, you'll love this album. If yep. you don't love August Burns Red, stay the fuck away from yourself. Yeah, because you will gonna... not give a shit. Like, nah. the, there's no, there's, that's the thing. And that, uh, you always want to give the, a fan who maybe didn't like you or didn't know who you are a reason because in the age of the internet, you should you should know of a lot of the bands you like, especially if they're big. Like, if you're, if you, I don't think there's any 1.6 million like Facebook bands that would appeal to me that I wouldn't know about. Oh, you know what shit, I mean? Yeah. So if, like, if somebody doesn't know, like, if somebody knows, somebody probably knows about you and they probably know you're pretty shit, like, they don't like you personally, I, they're just not doing anything to change that. I don't think little Johnny off the street will ever think, <laughs> like, will go, Phantom Anthem's my favorite album. There's no way. Like, you know, obviously there's a group of kids growing up that might start to get into August at this stage yep. and that's where their new fans are going to have to come from because they're not converting anybody. No. And, you know, like, all it takes sometimes is one or two songs. How many times have you listened, have I, you and me listened to a band, we didn't like them, Right, and there's been plenty of bands like that where we didn't like off the bat. Then they release a certain song or a certain album or a certain EP, and it might only take one song, and all of a sudden the other song starts sounding better. And because of this one song, you want to, you give it a bit more of a chance. You want to like it a bit more. You know what I mean? And they're not giving us the chance. They're not giving us the chance to kind of go back and give give the rest of it a crack. That's a very very good call, Nick Brown. Very very well summed up there with August Burns Red. And like you say, every album that we review, well, every album that I review, I, I, as you say, I um, legit strip it back to the point where I try to think I've never heard of them before. Yeah, yeah, okay. And see where the hell that sits. Like, it, if after two to three listens, I'm like, fuck, these guys are like, they're, they're really, really good. But these guys, just, it didn't do it. Whereas well, Manson's, <laughs> like, I'm going chopping back to Manson's, like... Yeah, we're going to have to. It's kind of hard not to. <laughs> comparing the two albums, Chalk and Cheese, like Manson from Go To Woe, as you absolutely fucking invested in the whole album. Whereas August, like, if you're a fan of rock, you're a fan of punk, you're a fan of pop, you listen to that, like, August Burns Red, it's that technical, like, you're not going to understand. A lot of people aren't going to understand it. Like, it's a lot of technical shit, which unless you've got a, an ear for it, you're not going to appreciate. 
and even people who do have an ear for it, like we we do, we have an ear for this kind we of do. stuff. We do, but like, so I don't want to say we're not where it's not our style because I like a lot of August Burns Red songs, yeah, and I think yeah. their best songs, unfortunately, are the ones that they've released. And that's and that's a you know it's well, a, that's, it's yeah. always a negative for me. I know people might think that that's not a negative. To me, you should always try and save a few bangers throughout. You know, I I, I go through the Vanna album. I constantly save that. What, Don't fucking bring that they, up. They Nick. released three songs, and they were by far the best three songs off that album. And I was you know and it's disappointing when you listen to a four and you feel like you're being a bit cheated. Yeah. You want to have songs that you know you have sleepers in there. You want to have songs. You know, Manson released two songs before the album came out. So two or three? Two or three? I can't remember. It, it might have been three. And like the Say Ten was the most recent release. Yeah, sorry, Say yes. Ten just came out. So yeah. there are and there's other bangers on the album. And like yeah, they didn't release the opening tracks as well. <laughs> well yeah, getting back to the standout tracks, probably Invisible Enemy, which is the one they released and we actually reviewed. That's yep. definitely the best song. I like the opening King of Sorrow. I think it's a King good of start, but also it gives again, gives off a real Lamb of God vibe. And then structurally, it's just like every other August song. Yeah, and coordinates, if you want to check out. Yeah, coordinates one. is a nice song. Uh, I again, you know, with any band, with any band that comes out, you want you want another reason to like them. Yeah, and, and there isn't a lot. Even like, I'll give you another example. I'll give you Rage Against the Machine because yep. I know a lot of people say every Rage song sounds the same. I always remember the first Rage album, the self-titled. Uh, like, <laughs> Unbelievable. The greatest, the greatest self-titled uh, titled album of all time, bar none. And that's not me playing around. That's by everyone f- says it. That's by far why like, it's always in the list. It's always in the in the debate. But for me, it's the greatest ever. Um, Raw as hell, long five-minute songs that kind of build and build and build in these massive moments. Then Evil Empire comes out afterwards, which is much more of like a punk rock version, and it has these different elements to it. <sighs> then they have the Battle of Los Angeles. Which is my favorite rage which album. Is, which is like the uh, production productions hones in on it, and it's much more of like the, the three to four minutes, and it's like kind of almost like a combination of the first two, and it's not as raw as the first one. It's not as punky as the second one, yep. but it's its own little entity. And even little changes like that, and I know people might go, oh, they all sound the same. There are differences to these albums, and I just there's no difference here. There's nothing. There's nothing that gets me going. There's nothing. Listen to any other August album. Don't waste your fucking space on your phone on this, like, except for the singles. Like, you don't need to. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm ranting, but. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Nah, I understand it. Um, would, you, would you recommend it or like, unless you're an August band, I wouldn't recommend it. No, nah, I, I wouldn't buy it unless you're a diehard August Burns Red fan. Whereas Manson's like, if you're just a casual music fan, I think you're going to be a big fan of it by the end of it. But yeah. Definitely. Uh, any final thoughts, Nathan? Anything coming up that you're excited for? I've got a gig this weekend, actually. Oh, shit. Where are you going? I'm going to 170 Russell to see a rapper. Uh, cool. Uh, the, his name is... Uh, his Go name, on. His name is Black, but it's spelled 6-L-A-C-K, so I always call him Six Lack. <laughs> I get, I get, apparently, when you say that on YouTube, everybody gets angry at you. Oh, God, do it. Please say it at the well, venue. Uh, that's the thing. Every, every, um, on every YouTube video of his... You are. There is always the top comments. Always like I always pronounce it six lakh. And he gets all every fucking song has the same comment at the top, and then it's about 150 comments going. You fucking idiot! Shut the fuck up. But yeah, um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, There's I've got a lot of I've got a few gigs coming up. We've got Polaris coming up pretty soon. Yes, that's not too far away. You know, uh, we got. Invasion, that's invasion a few, that's fest yep. coming up. I've got Drake. I'm going to fuck a Drake day. Drake. Yeah, I got to get my sister a birthday present. So, I'm going to dude, that's good. That's so not I, bad. I, I thought I might get her a, a cheapie for uh, for Drake. Yep. And uh, so it's exciting times. Do you have any gigs coming up? Uh, what about this North Lane one? Are you North Lane? Probably is the one for me. If not, I can. I'm going to try and find a Bronx ticket. 
Perfect. the corner. They're right. the two for me. Would and you then, would you worry about Polaris or you're not going to... Nah, gonna I'm not going to worry about Polaris. I yep. want to hear the album. I, I just want to listen to the album and wait for Unify. So I reckon I'll be ready, absolutely peaking for them then. But um, so Stick to Your Guns gets released this week. They're probably the one I'm going to look at. Definitely going to look at In Arts Wake's Ark album for us on our next in, show. In Ark's Wake. In Ark's Wake. And, <laughs> but yeah. Exciting times. <laughs> you fucking cock. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys have been listening to the Backbone Music Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. We've got the uh, Total 90 Premier League Podcast every Tuesday. We've got Close to the Sun every Wednesday or two. Thank you guys for listening.